Welcome everybody to your West Side Lions podcast. My name is Ben Miller. I am your host here at the West Side Lions podcast. You can find me at Lions West Side on Twitter. So go ahead over there. Give us a follow if you've not done so already. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, all of your favorite podcasting sites. So give us a uh, like and a follow. Give us a comment. Um, and, and interact. We'd love to talk to you guys. Uh, we have a, another game to talk about this week, Lions versus the Atlanta Falcons. It was a um, holiday game. Uh, Christmas was on Saturday, and then the Lions played on Sunday, and um, it was an interesting game. Some positives and negatives to take out of it, for sure. Um, definitely looking more towards the future for this Lions team. There's some positives in there. Uh, so we have some stuff to talk about. We have both of our co-hosts here, Austin and Jake, are both here with us today. Uh, Jake, how are you doing on this wonderful afternoon? How was your Christmas? And um, what was your favorite gift you got? I'm doing good. Um, my Christmas was pretty good. And uh, my favorite gift I got was this um, T-shirt, a long sleeve T-shirt of... Um, it says I don't skateboard because I'm scared I I might fall and get hurt. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I thought I thought it was really funny when I when I showed it to my mom. Okay, nice. And <laughs> that other laugh you heard there was Austin Rudlin. Austin, <laughs> uh, same question to you. How are you doing today? What? How was your Christmas? And what's your favorite gift you got? Yeah, doing great today, Ben. Um. Christmas was uh, a little different this year. Uh, we were stuck in quarantine, so uh, not everybody was able to come over. And um, I think we're going to celebrate this weekend with my siblings. Um, but one gift I did get that I really liked was, um, uh, you know, a Michigan big 10 champion shirt michigan versus iowa and then had the final score down below nice oh uh, pretty pretty great right jake jake did you uh, get a michigan I mean, state big 10 championship shirt this year? oh wait they didn't make those um, I, I i think i might get a uh kenneth walker five rushing touchdowns again against michigan shirt though that might be pretty nice uh, yeah Whatever, whatever. It's okay, that game doesn't matter anyways. Yeah, whatever consoles you at night, whatever. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I'm glad everybody had a great uh, Christmas. It was uh, enjoyable. What about you, Ben? What was oh. your favorite gift? Uh, my Christmas was good. I My favorite gift that I got is this uh, Christmas, uh, and I guess it's not Christmas. It's a sweater, like, blanket. Things, like, massive, hangs down below my knees. And it's just, like, fuzzy on the inside. Like, I'm just wearing a blanket all day long, and I love it. Um, every chance I get, I wear it. So I'm, I'm loving it. Nice and cozy over here. Perfect. So, yeah, it was a good Christmas. Uh, we got to watch the Lions game the day after. Um, it was a close game. Lions ended up uh, losing it on a final drive. Um, had a wonderful opportunity given to the lions by jalen reeves maven on our defense who um after kicking a field goal the atlanta falcons started driving down the field a final what looked like a final game winning drive to just run out the clock and jalen reeves maven punched the ball out on like the 
Atlanta Falcons 40-yard line and then gave the Lions a chance to come back and uh, score a touchdown to win. Um, started moving the ball down the field, and our quarterback at the time, Tim Boyle, uh, threw an interception um, to end <laughs> the game. Uh, let's talk about the game. Overall, how did we feel about it? Um, Austin, you know, watching this game, uh, you know, a little, little light on the talent still. Uh, and then we lose Jared Goff to the COVID IR. Um, you know, how, how did you feel about the team overall, how the, how they played and against an Atlanta Falcons team that's still not technically out of the playoff hunt? Yeah. Uh, coming into this game, I was really low on my expectations, um, you know, with Goff being out, um, missing, you know, like you said, a bunch of our starters. Uh, so I'm, they were able to go down and they put us in a position to win. Um, I mean, we didn't win, but I was definitely happy with how they played. Um, I was surprised at how well Tim Boyle played. And I know you kind of disagree with me on that. Um, but personally, I thought he was, you know, pretty darn accurate for, um, you know, only getting a week of first team reps. It's only his second ever NFL start. Um, so I, I personally, I thought he played, you know, pretty darn well for uh, the situation he was put in um, and, you know, the guys that he had around him. Um, I, I thought, you know, again, next man up mentality, the guys stepped up. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I was I was pretty, pretty happy with the I, I mean, not happy with the result, but. Um, I was happy with how they played, and I guess the result does help us because it uh, kind of locks us in with that second overall pick. Okay. Jake, what about you? How did you feel about the team overall, offense and defense? Honestly, it, it wasn't a great game. Um, I mean, the Atlanta Falcons are a beatable team, in my opinion. They The record is not terrible, but I don't think their ta- talent on their roster compares to their record, really. Um, I was generally surprised about how um, Cordell pa- Patterson didn't really uh, do much against us as much as he's done this season. That kind of surprised me. But mm. um, honestly, I you can't really expect to win with Goff out. I, I never thought I'd ever say that, but I feel like if we had Goff, it would be a different situation. But Tim Boyle came in and he, he tried his best. It, I, I, I agree with Austin where I felt like he did what we asked him for most of the part, and he's a backup quarterback in the NFL. The final drive, that interception was terrible. There's no, there's no denying that. It was an awful. We should have, we should have won that game, because of what Jalen Reeves put us in. But yeah. I, I don't think that um, that was a good drive. But overall, mm-hmm. I think he did fine. But yeah, and then I just, I don't feel like anyone big really stepped up. Mm-hmm. Uh. On the game, really, like we had against the Cardinals, I felt like Amon Ross St. Brown and Jalen Reeves Maven were uh, two two of our bigger names. But other than that, it wasn't really as much of the excitement as I saw against the Cardinals, yeah. which can, is a little disappointing because I feel like the Falcons are a way worse team than the Cardinals are. Right. Yeah, we didn't really have any like 
big plays this game. You know, no no large runs, no not a I mean with Tim Boyle we didn't have very many deep passes. I think we had only like three plays that were longer than twenty yards and one of them was a throw by our kicker or by our punter. So, <laughs> you know, we didn't really throw the ball downfield, so we didn't get the big plays, which I, I mean I feel like we kind of needed a little bit of that in there. Um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, another reporter for the, for the Detroit lions, um, called the Atlanta Falcons last week, uh, fool's gold, right? Like they look like that by their record that they're so great, but they're, I mean, they're really not. And their talent has not been producing to the level that like they should be. Cause they do have a lot of talented players on that team. They're just not, you know, actually stepping up. So, um, I kind of figured that we could come in here and and take take a game from them. The past few games we've had with the Falcons have have you know come down to the wire, and this one was no different. Um, and I definitely thought we could have had the chance to take it away. And then when Goff um, was said for sure that it was not going to be Goff starting, it was going to be Tim Boyle. Um, my expectations went a little bit lower. Um, I do think with the situation that Tim Boyle was put in, they did the best job with him getting him in good situations and passing the ball. The issue that with Tim Boyle, which has always been an issue for, for him is he, he can throw the ball through somebody. He's just not super accurate. Like when he's throwing the, like when he threw the ball out to Jason Kabinda, he threw it like five yards high of Kabinda where he had to jump up and, and get up and catch the ball with, inevitably inevitably led to Jason Cabinda's um, injury. You know, if he would have thrown the ball just on the player, he, you could have done run after the catch, stuff like that. There's another play where it was a fade route guy was wide open and just overthrew him. There's another one where it was like an out route. And instead of putting it on the outside shoulder, he threw it to the inside shoulder, which is exactly where the defender was. And if the defender was actually playing the ball, it would have been an interception. Um, it got we, he got lucky, and 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 the wide receiver kind of batted away um, the ball, so it wasn't intercepted. But I mean, that's just the biggest knock on Tim Boyle is his like accuracy in placing the ball in the correct spots. He's got a heck of an arm, uh, but he's just he he struggles with trying to put the ball in certain spots. Um, and, and that's, and that kind of showed up in this game a little bit. Um, another thing that kind of showed up is it's very clear to see Tim Boyle does not have the rapport with, uh, the wide receivers like Josh Reynolds that Goff does. I mean, it's very, apparent. Mm -hmm. you know, like the past few games, I, I forgot what it was, but it's something along the lines of Goff targeted Josh Reynolds. Like, oh, what was it? I, I think it was like. 20 times or something like that and, and, and got, and completed like 17 of them. And in this past game, they targeted uh, Josh Reynolds, I think seven times and he caught it like twice. It's very clear that that rapport is not there, um, which makes it difficult to get that deep ball. Right. Cause Josh Reynolds is kind of our deep ball guy. Um, I think Amon Ra still is, is showing, you know, that he's, at least right now, our wide receiver won um, and continuing to play well. So that that's at least something to, you know, be positive about. But I wanted to He's... read this to you guys real quick <clears throat> and, and, and just think if we were at the beginning of the season and I told you at um, 
you know, week, whatever this is, 16 now or whatever. We are going to go into the Atlanta Falcons, and we are not going to have Jeff Okuda, Romeo Okwara, Frank Ragnow, Trey Flowers, Jerry Jacobs, TJ Hawkinson, Alex Anzalone, Quintez Cephas, Amani Oruwarie, Jared Goff, DeAndre Swift, Julian Okwara, and in the game, we would also lose Jason Kabinda. However, we will only be down by less than one touchdown. Would you believe me? Would you have believed me at all? Nope. No. Mm -mm. The fact that we're still hanging into these games, like not even just hanging into these games, like they're on the edge of winning these games Mm -hmm. without all of those players is tremendous. Like we talked about, like off off air, we talked about kind of like next season or whatever. I mean, if we're doing these kinds of games where we're this close to getting the win, Without all of those star players, and I, and I'm sure maybe you know one or two of those guys will not be back next year because um, free agents and you know getting some cap space and whatever. However, the rest of those guys coming back healthy should be a tremendous help for this team, right? Like Jake, do you think that um, that the coaching and everything that's happening right now will continue with all of these guys coming back in? Um, or do you think it's going to have to be like it's going to take one step back because it's all of these new guys coming back in and they got to got got to catch back up? Uh, I think things will definitely improve because I mean these players were the starters for 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 a good reason, right? And they they were the starters going into this season, and I feel like it would definitely help us a lot next season when we have most of these players back healthy yeah. again to start. But I don't feel like it's like it's not going to be night and day. We're still gonna it's, we're still gonna have our road bumps. Uh, right. This is a rebuild. We're we're gonna get a lot of new players in the offseason. I can guarantee you guys that. Yep. And this isn't gonna be the same team we saw going into this season. It's gonna be a different team. But mm-hmm. I definitely think these players coming back from injuries definitely gonna help us. I don't think it'll set us back at all. Yeah, I agree. Austin, what about you? How do you feel about like? where this team is at right now and, and how they look even, even without all of those major starters on this team. Yeah, honestly, um, I'm pretty surprised with how well we've been playing for the last, you know, three weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, except for the Broncos game, of course. Right. But yeah, except for that game. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that, you know, like you said, with all those guys out that we'd be hanging in these games, let alone winning a game against one of the best teams in football right now, um, I never would have believed you. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, that's, you know, hats off to Dan Campbell for, you know, whipping these guys in shape and, um, right. you know, sending them out there to, you know, take on each opponent. Yeah. I don't remember if you guys remember this or, or not, but a long time ago, back before the season started, and we were all doing our predictions, like, we were all around the same spot, like, yeah, we'll maybe give them, like, two or three wins for the year, right? And that was with, like, we were thinking fully healthy team, not our fifth and sixth string cornerbacks and backup quarterbacks and all of this, like, our third string tight end, and, like, we did not see that part coming. And they're still getting to the expectations that we had. Like that's, I mean, two obviously two and three wins is not 
you know, not great expectations to exceed or meet. However, the fact that they're able to do that, even with all of the, like, setbacks that they've had, I think is a major, major um, positive for this team going forward. I think it's it's amazing for them. Um, Jake, did you see any thing in this game that had you worried for the team um, or like major negatives for maybe ongoing or even just maybe something that you thought was just this game nothing specific to this game really I I mean we had our fair share of mistakes but we've had that all season long yeah I don't think there's anything really drastic uh, drastic um, mistakes in this game though yeah I feel like the only ones that I saw were very clearly the six false start penalties that we oh my gosh that was awful one of them by our quarterback who (laughs) i didn't know (laughs) that you could even do a false start with your quarterback (laughs) like he flipping started backing up before he even had the ball i'm like dude you don't even have the ball in your hand why are you backing up like it oh my gosh he like fell backwards yeah six (laughs) false start i mean and i'm 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 assuming because we have not had those types of penalties this year like that. I'm assuming yes, we have. maybe the not I mean not six false start penalties. We've been pretty darn close with like well, three done, and four. We've done holding and stuff like that, but false starts have not been that bad. Yeah, they have. We had a we've had a few games with bad false starts. Mm. I was gonna say maybe that is because you get a different quarterback in there, it's a different cadence kind of gets you Definitely. off your rhythm but i don't know i i didn't think that our false starts were that bad in in the past but um yeah that's definitely something to it, you, you got to keep your eye on you got to clean it up i mean when they when i don't know if you guys were watching it or not at that point but when the broadcast went up to chris spielman in the booth and he's mm. motioning to the guy next to him. He's putting up his his five fingers. This is number five. You gotta stop doing it. <laughs> Clearly irritated about the false start penalties, as is every other Lions fan. Um, I mean, you know, that's just something you can't do, right? Like that that those kinds of things can can easily take you out of games. Um, so ah. Uh, I think that's probably the the biggest knock that I see from this game. Austin, did you have anything else negative wise that you saw or are worried about for the future? Um not not really. There wasn't anything major that I saw in this game. Mm-hmm. Um I mean Tim Boyle didn't look odd. He didn't look great. Um However, Which, I don't think Tim Boyle's going to be on this yeah, team after I, the season anyway, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm not really too concerned about that. I mean, honestly, I had more positives when I did negatives for once. Well, then let's go um, to positives. What you got? I mean, just overall play from all the guys that, you know, all of our second guys that are all coming up. Yeah. Um, I mean, shoot, all of our wide receivers looked awesome. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown played, you know, lights out. Um, yep. not much more you could ask from him. Right. Uh, he's now, um, number three on the all time Lions rookie wide receiver. Um, uh, 
like passing yards. Yeah, or like passing yards or something like that. Um, and the only two people who are above him right now are Calvin Johnson and I don't remember who the other person was. So, I mean, that's some pretty. He's good... number one for receptions. Huh? Yeah. He's number one. He was number one in receptions. Right. Uh, so I'm saying like that's pretty good company to have as your rookie year coming into the you know setting some franchise stuff like that. Like that's pretty good. Um, but he is not a Calvin Johnson. We can agree on that. <laughs> I don't think anybody's at all having mm-hmm. that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, that's extremely clear. <laughs> um, but I like I like his production. You know, he's he's playing well. Um, I did forget to say one thing though on the negatives. I want to go back just real quick on. Um, it's it's not a huge negative, but it's just something that I in this game it was just kind of irritating was the defense just couldn't get any answers for Kyle Pitts. Like our linebackers are not super great in coverage and we're on our like cornerback seven. Right. And so it's very difficult already for their, you know, Russell Gage on the wide receivers also had a day, but I mean, like after a while you have to have an answer for Kyle Pitts and we just didn't. And, and it was tough because I know Kyle Pitts is like, you know, he's, he's over start. six foot and over yeah. two hundred pounds. A like, he's a beast. What but defense has a plan? He's for once him? in a generational <laughs> talent right. at tight end. But we've as a defense, and we've seen it, right? Like our defense has come up to play and and stifle great offenses, right? We we just stifled the Arizona Cardinals the week before. Um. We just had nothing like they kept going to it over and over and over again. I think after a while, you you know, you get Tracy Walker in to help and and on a linebacker as well. You just you got to do something. I just the defense was just picked apart in this game, and they they stopped. Um, you know, the running back decently well, but I mean Kyle Pitts and Russell Gage just kind of ate them up over the cornerback, which is why I'm very excited to get our starting corners back in this game and also, you know, maybe probably get some in, in the draft or something like that to build up this secondary because the secondary is really struggling and the defense has been able to help it for a little bit with some pressure, but this game was, uh, they just kind of exposed the secondary a little bit, but now we can move back to the positives. Um, Jake, did you have any other positives that you want to talk about as well? Um, not really. I, I had a, a negative that, I mean, it's, I, I hate to think this on this player, but can I mention my negative? Sure. Yeah, I was not very impressed with Craig Reynolds uh, mm. on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, he averaged, what, 2.7 mm. like, yards a carry. He, I, did, he did okay. But the thing that really bothers me is actually from the coaching standpoint from this. Like, Craig Reynolds has an amazing day against the Cardinals. He's looking great. And yet the next day we're going to give him like barely any carries. I agree. And we're going to put Jamal Williams in front of him and not get Craig Reynolds going. Like Craig Reynolds can play great and he had some good runs. However, like you have to get him going. Um, And I, I think, think that Jamal Williams might be somebody who's deterring from younger running backs who could break out like Craig Reynolds by keeping Jamal. Like if we have DeAndre Swift and that's one thing, cause we know DeAndre Swift can get going and, and be 
you know, Goldman. But Craig Reynolds, like, if you're going to have Jamal Williams over Craig Reynolds, you're not going to get Craig Reynolds going. Like, you've got to start him up. Mm-hmm. And you've got to, like, rely on him in order to get him going. But they just didn't do that this week. And that kind of bugged me a little bit. So I, I'm not too negative on Reynolds. I'm a little bit negative on the coaching staff for not putting him in the right, you know, in the correct way to get him going. I, I agree with that. It's just I feel like when uh, Craig Reynolds was given the opportunity to run the ball, I, I wasn't, like, super impressed with him. I, his biggest run was, I think, five yards. So, I mean, overall, it's just I kind of expected a bit more. But to be fair, I mean, he was an undrafted free agent a couple yeah. of seasons ago. And so you can't expect elite play every game from a guy like that. But yeah. I was just a little disappointed because I was expecting another big game from him. Yeah. I think that overall the running game did, like, what they wanted for the most part. You know, just kind of chug the ball down the field. Boom, 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 boom. The, the only other negative I'll ha- that I want to say real quick is one of the final drives, you know, we're working our way down the field. Went for it on first, fourth down at one point. Got it. You know, keep working our way down. Another fourth down comes. They go for it again. Got it. And they're working their way down. Then they get within, like, what was it, like 20 yards or something from the end zone, and it's a fourth down, and then they mm-hmm. just kick it. Like, I get you want the points, but you just put so much effort into this drive, and you're just gonna like give up on it. Like, I would want to go for the go for the touchdown. Then you've only got a field goal to 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 tie it or win. I I just I didn't love that um, decision by Dan Campbell. Um, although when then Jalen Reeves Maven got the fumble afterwards, that actually helped them that they didn't. I just didn't love the play call after like such a great drive um, that they just kind of gave up on the drive after like going for it twice on fourth down. They clearly wanted the touchdown uh, and then they just kind of gave up on it. I I, I didn't love that um, decision. Uh, Austin, did you have any issues on that drive or anything too? Or is that just kind of me? Um, I, I really like the drive. Um, I mean, that last, you know, the last play on the fourth down, I, I totally get why, you know, Campbell wanted to get go for the field goal. Um, and I was on board with that. Um, you know, I mean, it sucks that we had to after putting all that effort into it. But, I, yeah, I was that was the right decision. Because, um, I mean, ultimately that led to us being able to, you know, get within four points. So, and, I mean, yeah. What what you're really gonna go for it on fourth and what was it six? Fourth and six. I mean, I mean, I and after and, and get... after putting all that effort into it, you you can't you can't go away with no points. I get that. So, I do. I and I get that fourth and six is much different than like a fourth and one. But man, I just I don't know. I felt like they had momentum going on that drive, and I might have just you know. What do you have to lose at this point, right? Like, why not? What are you gonna lose a playoff spot? No, just I, throw it all out there. You know, you pulled off a fake punt earlier. Do it. Just go for it. You know, just eh, throw it all to the wind. They didn't Field know they, were, they had no idea they were gonna get the ball back by a fumble. And by the way, that the defense was playing that entire day, Atlanta's, you know, offense would have just moved the ball down easily. 
So I I don't know. I get both sides though. I, I just hmm. I, I was, I was right a little call. yeah, I was a little bit um confused by it at the time. But let's get back into the positives because there were plenty of things to continue to be positive about. I think a huge positive is once again our offensive line. Um we had a great offensive line. We allowed zero sacks and only two pressures the entire game. That's pretty damn good. Once again, our line is tremendous, even with having a backup center in as the replacement for probably the best center in the league. Um, Penny Sewell looks great. Taylor Decker was one of the highest PFF rated players on our team this week. Um, again, we got to continue to build around it because that's going to be the game plan. So uh, I think that's my biggest positive. Jake, did you have any other positives you want to talk about? Uh, no, I just want to mention that I think uh, just the young players on the team. I I mean, not a lot of them did like outstandingly well. Like Penesuel had a bit of a downer, uh, like down week compared to the weeks he's had before. Mm-hmm. I think he d- didn't do super elite this yeah. week, but um, I definitely think like players like Amonra St. Brown, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. I think like he's a great piece of our future and i'm just really excited for what what our future holds yeah for sure austin what about you any positives or anything else you wanted to add about the game uh nothing more than you know what i've already said uh yeah well let's um quickly talk about the other thing that kind of happened with the lions loss this week and the other teams in the nfl the Jaguars lost this week, so that keeps them still ahead of the Lions in the draft order. So it is still Jaguars are number one currently. The Jets and the Houston Texans, however, both won the game. So that puts the Lions a game and a half ahead of both of those teams in the draft order. So as of right now, the Lions have almost cemented themselves into a top two pick unless they win out, which I do don't see happening um, <laughs> because the next two games that they've got are the Seattle Seahawks and Green Bay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> do do either one of you? I mean, at, are you satisfied as much as you would be with the number one pick with just having a top two pick, or do you like sincerely want to have the number one pick? Jake, I'll go with you first. Okay, I kind of wanted to speak first on this one. To be honest, the situation that we're in, I'd rather have the number two pick. I would. Why is that? Okay, I, we we're in a position where we have to decide: uh, Aiden Hutchinson or Kayvon Thibodeau. We know that the Jaguars will take one of them. First of all, there's no denying that. I unless unless go. they decide to go offensive tackle and protect their young quarterback. I don't see that happening, though. They have Cam Robinson at one of the offensive tackle positions, and I think their guards are doing pretty well. I, they ha- Their offensive line has not done well this season, but I definitely think that they that um, their defense in the past has not has been amazing, and they kind of would want to build that again. Okay. I just I just think they're going to take one of the edge rushers. I I don't want to be in the position where we have to choose one or the other. I'd kind of want to see who who falls to us, 
because you know we can't. I don't. I would rather the Lions not be responsible for making the wrong decision. You know. Mm. Yeah, I totally get. That. Do you guys understand that? I because like, yep. In the past, it's just been you know with Jared Davis. You know that was the wrong choice. Yeah. Uh, you know, Karen well, Johnson yeah, just, was the just wrong imagine, choice. Just imagine if we were number one, right? And we choose Kayvon Thibodeau. Let's just say we chose Kayvon Thibodeau. And Aiden mm-hmm. Hutchinson has a defensive player of the year kind of a year, you know. <laughs> Micah then, Parsons. Yeah, 2. then 0. all of the Lions fans, oh, same old Lions, can't even get a draft mm-hmm. right. Like, even if <laughs> even if Kayvon Thibodeau goes on to, like, become a pro bowler every single year, they're like, oh, well, Aiden Hutchinson his first year really did something. Like, shut up. It's, it's, <laughs> so I yeah. get it. I do. I, I just I, – I feel like with that, too, you know, we're – I feel like we're not going to be looked down as as much as the Jaguars because sure. I feel like the the team at the number one pick is definitely going to be looked at as the worst. Sure. That, there's no doubt about it. And I know we're not the worst team. That's yeah. always good. Too. It just looks like that pressure. And I know that no matter who we get, I feel like they'll be great on this team. Sure. But I I just rather not have the pressure of choosing one of the, one over the other. I think it's a big stress reliever for the Lions if we had the number two over the number one. Austin, do you feel the same way? Would you rather have the two pick than number one? Uh, I I would. I mean, how can you not say that you wouldn't want the number one pick overall? Um, honestly, I'd rather have well, the that number means you one. Did really bad. Well, you yeah, the worst team, though. Yeah, who? We already know we had an awful season, so we may as well get the number one pick, right? Yeah, but I feel like if any team is going to have the number one pick and the NFL fan base say, okay, they're really not that awful, I think it might be the Lions, like, of those awful teams right now, because the NFL yeah, is like, seeing the that, they're, that the Lions are still fighting and everything. Yeah, but I I feel like casual NFL fans will just look at this alliance as always yeah. the bumpy team who's just never done. Who well. cares? Yeah, I don't care about casual. Yeah, fans. Who cares. I I know it's just like kind of my self conscious <laughs> here. I know. <laughs> I I would totally rather have the number one overall pick, and you get to choose what guy you want. There's no scenarios of oh maybe if this guy's available or this guy's here. No, pick your guy and stick with it. Yeah. But no matter oh. what, I, we're in a position where, I no matter who it is, Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau, they're the guy. So yeah. Here's another thing I'll be... throw in there as well. With the way that the board is right now and everything and the teams coming up and everything, it would be so much more likely for a team to trade up to number two than it would be to number one. So if a team wanted a tackle say or whatever it is it is a hundred percent more likely that they'd go only to number two rather than number one because by going to number two the difference between going to number two and number one is like another first round pick it's just like such a large jump from the second to first that you know more more than likely if there's going to be a trade-up they're not going to trade to number one they're going to trade to like number two or number three um so the for anybody who has the trade down mentality, it's much more likely at number two 
Um, even though I'm not sure that the Lions do that this year. But I think it's much more yeah. likely at number two than it would be at number one. I yeah. I feel like this year and last year are very, like, non-comparable. Because last year we were in a position where we were like, you know, we could trade down. I think we'd be fine. This year, no. I There's no way I could see us trading down. I don't think that's a, something we should consider at all. So, say... You, okay, so let's say this, right? Oh, now you're putting me in this situation. I'm gonna give, you know, yeah, I'm gonna I gotta say, give yeah. you a situation you know and see what gonna, your you response is. Okay, yeah. so let's say, okay, let's say that the who what's on what's a team that's got like two this year? The Eagles have a couple in the first round, and then Giants have a couple, right? Uh, Eagles have a ton. Okay, well, I think Giants have Eagles two, have though, right? Giants have uh, two. Uh, yeah, the Giants have the Bears pick. Yeah. Okay. So let's yeah, just they're say, at number eight right now. Let's just say Giants really want that offensive tackle. They want to make sure they get their tackle. They call Detroit and say, hey, we'll give you both of our first rounders this year, and we'll give you a second rounder next year, something like that. It might be whatever, but at least the two, at least two in this year and whatever in the future to make it comparable. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but two this year. You have two coming up in this draft, and you can get your future quarterback – and a wide receiver such as Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, whoever you want. You can still get any of those types of players or a top, you know, linebacker. We ha- There's amazing linebackers that are going to be coming out in this draft. Uh, Devin Lloyd, uh, those types of guys. I mean, you can still get them. Um, you'll get one. You can move back so that way you're not taking a quarterback so high, higher than it needs to be. You can get your future quarterback without, you know, oh, they wasted, they drafted him way too early. And you can get another like <laughs> staple for your team. Would you not want to do that rather than? I mean, yes, you get an edge rusher, but even these edge rushers are not coming out at the same level like a um, like a Chase Young or or like anything like that. Yeah, well, you can't. I don't know. Like that's the difference. For example, Miles Garrett, nothing. Jadavian Clowney were once in a generational right, edge but that's rusher the thing. You don't of... know. You have no idea whether these guys College. are not. So why don't you – would you not be uh, open to the idea of trading back and getting no. possibly a chance of one of your two doing it rather than just your one draft pick? No, because we have two first-round picks already. I don't think <laughs> – But you could have I three. feel like <laughs> yeah. the situation – like let's look at a team uh, for uh, that had three first-round picks a couple years ago, the Miami Dolphins. They screwed that up so badly. Mm-hmm. I don't think we should compare ourselves to them because Brad Holmes is a right. great GM so far, in my so opinion. So imagine if you had opinion. a good GM still, getting drafted. <laughs> the chances, uh, like, it, even the Browns, when they had three first-round picks with Miles Garrett, Jabral Peppers, and uh, David Njoku, they missed on one of them with David Njoku. Yeah. You're not going to hit on all three picks, no. I think. The first round is basically split in half with bust or it's bust medium or amazing. I don't think you could hit, you can like hit a home run on all three picks there. So, and I just think the second overall pick is way too valuable to give up. Okay, so then let me ask you this: If they value a quarterback super high, like one of these guys is their guy, are you fine? taking them at the number two pick no we're not taking qb I'm, this year i'm just saying if they <laughs> think that a guy is here that it could be a developmental guy that they want to keep behind jared goff for a year while ben, Jared's still on i'll contract, stop you now no 
<laughs> no. Okay. I'm just saying if I, they trade back, maybe with, they could get maybe no. with the second first round pick. I'd be fine with that. There's not. But there's I, no quarterback. There's gonna be there's quarterback no quarterbacks in this draft. There will be. I can guarantee you that, Ben. There's no quarterback in this draft where it's not like the quarterback drafts we've had in the past. Like, for example, what was the year? Uh, the year with Josh Allen, Baker, Lamar, etc. That, oh my God, that was crazy quarterback draft coming into the draft and afterwards too. That is not comparable to this year's draft. I feel like our two you know top quarterback prospects well? here. The year that Patrick Mahomes got drafted. <laughs> They said, and no Sean, guy is okay. worth it in here. <laughs> okay, okay. You got me there. That that's that that was good. But I'm just saying, I I, I don't... I'm just saying that there's so much No QB this year is worth a top 12 pick. That's what I'm saying. That. I don't know if there's any that's worth that top 12 pick. However, if they trade back and get a buttload of assets, they can get a guy within the... 12 to whatever range. I would be completely happy with that. And extra I don't think players. we should settle. I don't think we should settle. Like you said in the past, Ben, quarterback is the most important player on the team. So we get we gotta, him too. We gotta... We gotta... We gotta... <laughs> no! Because <laughs> we're not... No, because no quarterback is good enough for number two. I'm just saying... Okay, so we're trading I, back I, and then getting... <laughs> no, because the quarterback is not in this draft, Ben. Okay. okay, can we just end this and say that we <laughs> yeah. need to trade back and not draft a QB? No, no, <laughs> say that. <laughs> stay, I, yeah. stay, stay, stay. Okay, let's real quick talk about this because I, I, I think um, Jared Goff is starting to get into a little bit more of a swing, right? He's he, mm-hmm. he's at least looked more comfortable. The, the offensive line has been giving him more time. He's hitting more deep balls. He's looking better, right? Um, do you um, – are you looking free agency or whatever for a guy who could possibly re- – like getting a young guy in free agency to maybe surpass him once? Or are you just wanting him to be your – like he is your guy until he completely craps out a season? I – can I go first on yeah. this one? Um, personally, in free agency, uh, there's only one quarterback I'd like over Jared Goff, and that's Teddy Bridgewater. Because of Teddy Bridgewater's consistency at his level of play, I don't think he's an elite quarterback. I think he's a very okay quarterback, and it's very consistent with him. And in Goff, it's a lot of up and down, mostly down. So I feel like if we're trying to, if we're trying to, you know, play a lot better this uh, next year, I feel like Teddy Bridgewater will be that guy. Do I think that's the case? No, I think we're gonna stick with Jared Goff. But personally, the and with the draft too, I I'm just not huge on the quarterbacks in this draft. So I feel like the one quarterback I'd want the most to replace Goff is Teddy Bridgewater personally. So let me throw out one more quarterback name for you, okay? Ben DiNucci. <laughs> you know what? Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon. Oh man, <laughs> Taylor Heineke Gotta might be TikTok. available after this year. You never know. Ooh, okay. I actually kind of like that. Just That's saying. Why. Guys got some wheels. Um, yeah. So we'll have plenty of extra time to talk more about draft and and what we do with our pick and whatever. But 
Yeah. As of right now, it's looking like we're just about locked into a top two pick. The only thing we would need to happen in order for the Lions to get to the number one pick again is the Jaguars need to win one game. I that's doubt, not going to happen. Yeah, that's that's not happening. happening. Their last two games are they go to the Patriots and play them, and then they've also got Have the fun. Colts. <laughs> Have fun. So, Jonathan not sure Taylor that that'll gonna... work well for them. Yeah. So, wait. Let... Uh, can I ask one question that's not Lions related, but is NFL related for you guys? Because I'm just curious on your guys' opinion. Who do you, who's your guys' MVP for this season? Taylor. Uh, that's who I'm with too. Uh, I'm totally on board for Penny Sewell. <laughs> <laughs> I would take that. Uh, no, I, I realistically, <laughs> I don't know. I I would want to give it to Matthew Stafford, although he kind of crapped out the last game. Um, so I, at that point, I'd have to go with Jonathan Taylor as well. He's just been playing too. Had well. a great season. It's comparable to Adrian Peterson's MVP season. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor I mean, playing out of his Cooper life. Cup's in the race, too. Yeah. That's true, but they don't really give it to wide receiver that often. Right. Well, let's look ahead then to the Lions' second to last game of the season. They've got Lions versus Seahawks. Seahawks are a team that has not done great this year. Um, Russell Wilson certainly does not seem to be very happy there. Um, some rumors that Pete Carroll might be out the door after the season. Whether, He's out the door. <laughs> whether it's being fired or being forced to retire, whatever it might be. Um, sounds like a little bit of shambles there. They still got the baby Tron in DK Metcalf. You know, they got some, uh, some solid, you know, team there, but um, certainly not the Seahawks of old. I mean, the Bears just beat them, so, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> let's, you know, do you think the Lions have a chance against the Seahawks, Austin? Uh, I think we have a very slight chance. Because um, let me remind you, Jared Goff is back off of the COVID IR list, yeah. however... As of right now, Josh Reynolds is on the COVID IR list. However, if he is vaccinated, he would be able to he would be eligible to play as soon as he receives a um, a uh, a test that comes back negative. So then he would be able to play with the new. COVID uh, I'm not worried about clear? our offense. What's that? You want to know if Swift is cleared? I don't, um, I don't think he is. Swift is. Uh, the only thing he was doing was he was um, held out by his shoulder injury. They started getting back last week. Looked like they held him out. Um, he might be ready for this game. I, it's still day to day. So I'm I'm not worried about our offense. You worried um, more about the okay. I'm worried about our defense. Okay. And being able to stop DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Okay. All right. Um, Jake, I, what about you? I, I personally, I'm worried for our defense. Yes, that's a very good Seattle offense. But our weakness has been this season defending the run, and they do not have a run game right now. I'd say Rashad Penny's done pretty well, but I felt like I feel like we we have a good chance of stopping the run in, in this game, mm-hmm. and I feel like Seattle's offense is going to do very well against us but 
the Seattle Seattle's defense is not that great. I I don't think they have a lot of good talent there. I think their best players are their two linebackers there with uh that are healthy, Bobby Wagner and Jordan Brooks. Yeah. So I I could definitely see our offense doing very well this game. So I think it's going to be closer than people think. Yeah, I think that um the Lions can get some pressure on Russell Wilson, which is easier said than done. And they can help out the secondary a little bit. I think the offense, I think Lions offense have, has enough in them to um, pull themselves ahead in this game. Uh, and, and I think that the running game will be able to, because uh, I don't think that the defensive line for the Seahawks is great. I think that the Lions offensive line is their biggest strength, and I think that they can run the ball on them. I think if the Lions get ahead early, I think that um, it could be the Lions game to win for sure. Although I think it's going to be a good one. I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. You bet money on this game, Ben. I did originally. I had. I mean, <laughs> he already <laughs> lost yeah, it. I lost it because the Lions won a different game. But I originally said uh, Lions would get their first win against the Seahawks. But at this point, it's too late now. But I did, yeah. I, I still think that the maybe Lions we'll get can pull our this third. one out. What did you say, Jake? Maybe, maybe we'll get our third. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I think it'll be a good game, though. I'll be excited to watch it. Uh, so we'll see what the Lions can do. We will, uh, of course, get back on here after that game next week, so make sure to listen in. Like I said, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, all of your favorite podcast spots. We are also on YouTube now to watch us if you would like to. Um, as always, make sure you give us a rate and follow. Share it with your friends. Uh, but until next time, go Lions!